you a few weeks ago regarding the Ohio Secretary of State race. The Ohio Supreme Court docketed the case of an independent candidate, Tori Morris. Morris filed a right of mandamus seeking a reversal of the court's previous decision to deny another motion ordering current Secretary of State and opponent, Frank LaRose, to allow certified non-party affiliate candidates to appoint election observers just like party-affiliated candidates can, and to allow election observers to observe and inspect the automatic tabulating machines. In the petition, Mara states that, quote, gone are the days when an observer could meaningfully, meaningfully inspect the counting of votes by walking around and watching poll workers tally and mark. In Ohio, vote tabulations are done by computer. Morris wants to exercise her right to appoint observers who may inspect the vote counting process as provided by Ohio law. And Tori Morris, the candidate, and her attorney, Warner Mendenhall, join us now with more details. Tori, they've, they've docketed your petition, so how hopeful are you they'll make a ruling for tomorrow, Election Day? Well, you know, it's the day before elections. I was hoping that over the weekend uh, we would have had something on our um, motion to expedite, but I'm not the lawyer. I guess my attorney can speak to that, but I can't say I'm kind of excited that it was immediately docketed, which means that it's something, you know, that the Secretary of State has to respond to and they're looking at. So say they rule in your favor. Are you ready to go with the observers that you would you would pick? Well, uh, there are a lot of cybersecurity, forensic cybersecurity experts in Ohio that I would be able to appoint as election observers, considering the law allows me to inspect the counting of the vote, since the vote is done within the counting software of the tabulators, I obviously have to appoint election observers that are qualified to be mm -hmm. able to look at the software, uh, the counting software, be able to determine that each vote is counted one for one, as the law says, I can expect the counting of the votes, and that's what I would like to do. So, yes, I'm as ready as I can be. Well, and I think what you wrote, what uh, you all put in the petition just makes sense, right? That times have changed, and so vote, you know, vote watching observation needs to evolve along with the way our elections have changed. Now, Warner, how, what does this really mean that the court put it on the docket before tomorrow? I, I mean, does as the attorney, as she says, Tori said, you probably know more, uh, can give more insight into this. Is Does this mean that the court should do something before the election? I mean, after that, it's kind of null and void. Well, I certainly hope they don't see it as null and void, even if they don't decide before the election. We think this is a situation that could repeat itself in the future. If any other independent mm -hmm. candidate runs, they need to have the same right to inspect the voting and observe the voting as any other candidate in the race. So whether it gets resolved before the election, which looks as each minute passes, looks increasingly unlikely, I am hoping that the court will take this up because this is a serious issue. We need to know what's happening with the software. We need to know what's happening inside the black boxes and we need experts to be able to examine them. Absolutely. And speaking of experts and poll watchers and such, uh, Tori, I, I know you've gotten reports and it heard from accounts of people who say that they're being turned away 
uh, as poll workers, they go and try to pick up the packet. They're not on the list. In fact, the Ohio Precinct Strategy released this press release over the weekend giving one account. And I know you and I both talked to uh, one Ohioan who had been an election machine uh, judge in at least five elections starting in 2020, but had voiced their concerns about, you know, the machines and said they sent a letter to the Secretary of State in Ohio, LaRose, in 2021, saying that there should be a forensics investigation, you know, just so the people of Ohio can feel confident that the machines work and that their votes are correct. How concerning are these reports that some people are turned away and looking like based on ideology or political party as a candidate, an independent candidate? Well, you know, first things first, if the law says that we can actually inspect the counting of the vote, the one thing everyone should ask themselves is right now we have election observers. And according to a letter that we inserted in our filing with the Ohio Supreme Court, Congress elaborated just how important they are and how they can count the votes and observe. Right. So right now we have the GOP and the DNC with the law behind them, allowing them to inspect the counting of the votes and they're not doing it. That should tell you everything you need to know. So the fact that the incumbent Secretary of State uh, lacks the integrity to back the words that he says to the public as I believe in fair and free elections. Well, how is it fair and free when you're creating citizen profiles and excluding election observers, you know, uh, election machine judges based on the fact that they don't believe that the elections may be safe or that they uh, uh, fund the campaign of an independent or that they support President Donald J. Trump. Uh, it doesn't make sense as to why uh, Frank LaRose is office would do this right before the elections, you know, a week before changing and firing people because they support a president that questions the integrity of the election. That should alarm every single voter and specifically those that subscribe to the Republican mentality. They should be asking themselves, why hasn't the GOP cracked open the counting software if they have the right to do it and the means? And this is why I am in court at the moment to give equal rights to every single citizen that is outside the two-party system, not only to run and be treated fairly, but to have the equal access, equal protection, just like all Democrats and Republicans. Mm -hmm. But apparently, if you're not part of the two-party system, you're not allowed to participate in the election observation or the process. Well, I think it's an important case. No matter what happens, please keep us posted. And definitely, uh, Tori and Warner, let us know if the court does decide to issue some kind of ruling so that we can update our viewers because I know they'll want to know. And good luck. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good to see you both. Thank you. I'm Damon Appel with Ohio Election Forum, and I'm here virtually today uh, with Tori Morris. And am I saying that right, Morris? Yeah, Maris? it's Maris, Maris. Maris is fine. <laughs> All right. Who's uh, running as an independent candidate for Ohio Secretary of State. And, you know, that's a easy thing to say. But for you, Tori, that wasn't just as simple as that, right? Like you had to actually fight to get this position on the ballot. Would you like to 
walk people through what's happened in this last year for you to get to this point where people can actually vote for you this Tuesday? Well, it's not just for me. It's for every American across America. Uh, the election meddling that everybody keeps talking about, they think it only happens at the ballot box. No, it happens at the stage of petitions. If you are not anointed or casted in a role by either the GOP or DNC, you are not allowed to represent anyone. And I wanted to break that mold because we definitely need to break the red and blue cages. And so my first thought was, I'm gonna enter into the GOP cage and destroy them. But both the DNC and the GOP, well, the incumbent, Frank LaRose, literally broke Ohio laws to ensure that I wasn't on the primary ballot because they knew who was getting the endorsement. And it was definitely not Frank or John Adams because they both get funded by nefarious sources. So <laughs> they thought that that knocked me out, but actual fighters don't give up, especially when they're right. And so I went ahead and ran as an independent. They, especially Justin Bess of the GOP, was like, she's a definite Republican. But I had never registered as any party ever. I have been registered by DMVs. You know, that's another corrupt practice that they engage in. But um, the only time I was registered for anything was as a delegate uh, when President Trump ran. So it was bizarre that they tried that. So then they went even deeper. They hired a massive law firm that's actually on retainer with the Secretary of State's office to plow through signatures superficially. So it wasn't one qualified elector. It was a massive law firm to try to find a way to keep me off the ballot. But we had already caught them. See, corrupt people and dirty people are creatures of habit. And they just can't help themselves, especially when they think they're unstoppable. They think they're smarter. They think they're stronger. You know, so they tried everything and they lost that too. But you know, they put me on the ballot a day before they were shipping out the ballots overseas. So <laughs> anyone running as an independent in general has a maximum one to two percent of the vote. If they get to campaign before they're on the ballot, they get a maximum of four percent of the vote. I didn't get time to campaign. I was put on the ballot 40, 45 somewhat days before the elections. Not only that, it's not just the establishment within the government that will try to hinder you. It's the corporations that fund them. So if you see all these um, alleged Christian societies, the virtue, the Christian Virtue Center or Ohio Alliance for Christianity, they're all fake Christians. They put out voter guides and omitted my name. That's a problem for them because I'm filing a complaint yeah. with the IRS. That's an IRS violation right there. I'm not going to let it go. People need to people need to see, and I'm more than happy going through the trenches to show. Because unfortunately, telling people doesn't work. You can't tell them. You have to show them. So this is exactly what I'm doing. I'm showing them how the corruption works. And what's amazing is is that you know I'm I'm a person that a lot of people underestimate. A lot because there's so much disinformation out there about me and that's what's fantastic well you know i think that's an interesting thing because we've seen so much in the governor's race this year right we've seen what four candidates 
on the Republican ballot. We've seen an independent candidate. We hit, we see Marshall Usher as a write-in trying to, you know, do one more shot at this. But when you think about all the people that tried to get on the ballot who are patriots, so there's only three of the four, right? Because <laughs> we don't, I don't think any of us consider Mike DeWine a patriot or a no. true conservative. <laughs> um, so it's kind of ironic to me that you're the one left standing. You're the one with an actual, actual printed point on the ballot. And that's amazing to me. So thank yeah, you. But for not that. only that, not only that, right? But I'm also in the Supreme Court of the United States. I didn't apply. I'm already on the docket. So see, the problem is with people is they listen to disinformation. Disinformation is key. It cloaks your enemy very well when used correctly. So what is thrown at you to destroy you comes back in your face boomerang because the more disinformation they put out, the more people were like, ah, whatever, whatever, right? Who's laughing now? My critics yeah. that are sitting in their chairs and their lawn chairs with Doritos or even Frank Rose. The Supreme Court is terrified right now. Do you know what it's like with the Supreme Court of the United States telling you you've just violated equal protections that are protected by the Constitution? <laughs> right? That's happening. They didn't say, oh, we'll think about it. They said, LaRose, you have to, up until December 5th to respond. Supreme Court of Ohio, respond. Respond as to why you dismissed equal protections. And yeah. so I win anyway. Not only, well, you, you know, know, for, you know for people who aren't as well-versed on this as I am and you are, right? So your case right now is a very interesting one to me. Um, you're actually saying Ohio law says I get to not only have an observer at the polls, but I actually have the right to have to inspect how they're counting it, which to all those who had interest in 2020 and the things that are going wrong, which we can't talk about on these platforms directly. Um, that's a big one, right? Because if the Supreme Court comes back and says, you get to analyze the code, right? That's what you're after. Is, am I right? Okay. So I want you to think about this. I thought that people were a little bit more astute in politics to understand the difference between when you're doing your podcast and putting out information and providing some sort of entertainment while doing it. Because I like to think that I'm funny too. But what they don't understand is, what did I just show the whole world? I just showed the whole world that your GOP party and your DNC party could have put this election fraud to rest. It's in the law. So why isn't it that your GOP in Ohio isn't inspecting the counting of the vote? See, but people like to say that, well, you work for the CIA or you didn't work for the CIA. Well, which one is it? Obviously, I'm actually very smart because I've actually made history. I'm the first woman and minority, mind you, to be on the ballot as an independent, clawed my way over there. And I'm also at the Supreme Court with a rocket docket. They have jurisdiction and no matter what, they're listening to it. So who's 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 right? Hate me, love me, I don't care. Problem is here is that I'm showing you all the problems that we have while everyone's screaming red wave. Have they stopped to ask why haven't they put this to rest? Done the, done the same thing, yeah. Well, you know, and and also I want to mention that a shout out to your lawyer firm that you selected, right, Mendenhall. I mean, that guy's awesome. Uh, you know, he's fought against 
when other people said, oh yeah, businesses have a right to tell you to do this, he was suing those people. And I'm glad to see that you selected him. Go ahead. Well, he's he's fantastic because he's actually an attorney that took his oath as an attorney and just as a human being to fight for what's right, you know, and that man, you know, Pearly Gates, whatever your envisionment is of heaven, he's getting a red carpet treatment because he has the heart of gold and God brought him <clears throat> to me. I was, you know, dis in despair, I was like, all right, so my calculations from predictive analytics, which is called time traveling in the quantum physics realm, anyone mm -hmm. that, you know, is actually a scientist and understands this knows what time traveling means. But then there's idiots that assume that I jump in a box or a machine and it's like, I, I can't. But anyway, the predictive analytics actually said that my, my, my only ability to actually rectify the wrongs was to run as an independent. But my logic, <laughs> not listening to the AI, my logic said, no, 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 I should try GOP first, which was fantabulous because now all of us have seen the evolution of this and all of America is seeing the evolution of this. And remember, I have no professionals in my campaign, no professional campaign managers, no professional canvassers. We didn't hire anyone for signatures. I am the face and the voice pretty abrupt and kind of round and loud, but I represent the people, right? It's not about me, right? Yeah. I'm the last person that would want to be in a seat where people tell me what to do. I've been told what to do and say for the majority of my life. And the minute I walked out of the IC environment, I was like, okay, now I burn you all down, you know, and we bring this to light and I don't, I don't play nice. <laughs> so, so along with that, yeah, along with that, and you know, that's what, you know, if anything, I think what's funny is uh, we've seen this in Ohio election forum when people are saying, oh, well, you know, you better vote for Mike, Mikey because you know, hey, you don't want the uh, Nan in there, and it's just like, yeah, hey, exactly. did you not learn anything? Did you not learn anything from Trump that disruption is the key? You know, you know, like like this system, you know, some people say, well, you gotta, you gotta, Damon, you gotta follow. You get, you don't understand how the system works. I'm like, who cares? You know, like this, we've seen that the system is completely corrupt. So why are you worried about a few points or whatever? You know, whatever imaginary win that you think you're getting by keeping corrupt people, right? Am, am I right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, but it's, it's insanity. We're repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. Yeah. And you know what yeah. was interesting is that President Trump has already said this, people just not listening. And like I said um, in a previous interview about a week ago, these elections are so important, you better be voting like your life depends on it. And you don't want the rabid Democrats, you need to vote common sense. Guess who just tweeted that out today, truthed it out, Don Jr. He didn't say red wave. I hope people are paying attention. I hope people are paying attention. Now, as far as the write-ins, what Marshall did was great. And people giving the excuse, oh, you're gonna dilute the vote. Well, who's easier to remove from office, Nan Whaley or DeWine? Of course, Nan yeah. Whaley is the easiest one to remove. So if that ever happened, nobody cares. She's a loser. Have you seen what she's done in Dayton? Absolutely nothing. So, you know, for me, Usher should have, um, he's traditionally campaigning, which is the problem. 
you know. Um, but obviously, people that have been in this political sphere, like Usher, don't see how to disrupt things. I'm voting yeah. for him. I'm writing him in, right? I am. Because, you know, there's, I, I would be okay with that. I would be okay with Usher being my governor, right? Um, yeah. Because I know that he would try his best. I would have, you know, hoped that when he decided to go as a write-in, he could have, you know, he had me to tap into to assist him on the disruption, but he didn't. Mm. Um, that would that that's the issue. People, people, and I saw the way Joe did his campaign too. He should have been more different. See, today is 2022. It's not 1970, not 1980, not the 90s, early 2000s, or even 2016. Gone are the days with the confetti and the balloons adorning, you know, <laughs> politicians. So, so need to do a different. So let me ask you this. So have you, one of the things that I, I thought with both Joe and with, and with uh, Marshall is that, and with um, uh, Peterson, I remember telling Peterson, hey, go into the inner cities, go get into those churches, you know, like, like, cause I don't want to say that we follow a racist attitude, but, you know, maybe there is a little bit of that, you know, subconsciously, you know, we're going to stick with where we know we're going to get the support. And really to me, I think to get the vote, you got to go into the city. You got to go into the places that people are afraid to go to. I think. I, I don't know. Maybe that's what. What have you done differently? Go to. But but even when I was trying to get on the ballot, that's where I was. I've been having conversations with those groups. I've sat down with BLM chapters. I've had you know wow. Zoom calls with a lot of organizations uh, that are more on the riot side. And, you know, the first thing they say is you voted for Trump. And I'm like, yes, I did. You should have, too, because look at where your gas is. And you knew what you were getting with him. And we weren't giving billions to Ukraine. And they all sat there and said, OK, yeah, you're right. All right, then. You know, all right, then. So that is something that I have been doing anyway. And even before I ran, because yeah. as civil servants, see, people see themselves as citizens as, oh, I have a job and I put food on the table. but in fact, the biggest title we wear is American citizen. We're supposed to self-govern, which means that we're supposed to know our communities and we're supposed to be having conversations with various people from all socioeconomic backgrounds. And this is the only way that we have situational awareness. So the campaigning that I've been seeing for the past you know, two years has been the wrong way to campaign, right? It's not about you know, going just out there and throwing events and people coming. It's about disrupting the process. I mean, have you seen my TV ad? Like, who's not going to watch that and be like, wait a minute? Yeah. yeah. You have to so be. It, you have to be provo provocative because everyone is so desensitized now. Yeah. So, hey, I want to get into because uh, I know time is short for us today, especially for you. Um, you've got a premiere happening tonight, and. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about your background because, you know, yeah. the, and I just want to hit like where your detractors try and say and, and kind of cut through all this. So you were in intelligence for what, what period of time, from what year to what year? Well, I was in a government, government program for smart people, mm -hmm. let's say that, from a very young age, from a, from a very young age. I was in special government schools. Um, before I turned 18, I was already working um, at various annexes uh, around the world. And that's because 
you know, I would travel there with my family or going on vacation and I would pretty much pop in. And my job was pattern recognition and um, just finding solutions. Let's just put it that way. And at some point, uh, they sent me off to Germany to actually join the military. I believe that was more of a training thing for me, not intended for me to stay. This is what I like to assume because I don't know. I wasn't, I, I was um, very obedient as, as, as a younger person. I was obedient. I broke rules, but I was obedient. And I was pretty naive in the sense that I trusted people of authority because, you know, I went to school with people that were military, professors, doctors, you know what I mean? So from a young age, I viewed them, I had that Milgram experiment effect, you know, where, hey, you're someone of authority, so you must be right. Um, and then I joined the Navy and they got me out of it. I didn't know how, you know, I was excited that I got my orders. I was like, wow, I did this. I went to boot camp. I finished my school. This is awesome. And the day that I got my big brown folder, it's like I got visited by three people. It almost sounds like a, um, some kind we're of a, having movie. a little bit of a technical issue. Yeah. Can, um, can you hold a second? We good now? Yes. Yeah, we're good now. I think. Yeah. Okay. My, my connection That's is fairly good. unstable. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. So, um, yeah, so I was really excited and, Suddenly I was met by like three individuals telling me, hey, we think you're going to do better somewhere else. And I'm like, okay, but I have a contract. Oh, don't worry, we'll take care of it. That evening I was moved into the library detail. It's like where people would take tests and whatever. And I was put onto the OCS campus in, at the Naval Air Station. From Quarry Station, I was moved to Naval Air Station. So I was just hanging out there. And I was like, damn, like, what do I do? Do I just report here? Yeah, you're like Bravo shifts or just take, it was like so nonchalant. I'm like, this was totally abnormal military structure, like almost nine months. And then the next day more people came. And then a couple weeks later, I went into a room with a bunch of captains and people and they said, all right, good luck. And thank you. So I don't even know what happened to me. Yeah. So you have a sister, Marie Helen. Maris as well, right? And she's in a similar field, I also right? Have she, brother. And I have a deceased brother, George. Uh-huh. So and my mom what kind of, and my dad. What, what kind of a what kind of a holiday dinner table is that? Is it like where everyone talks about all this strange stuff or no one talks at all because they can't talk about it? Well, um, we don't talk about anything. Like, you know, my daughter is in the military too. Um we don't talk about things, especially politics that gets heated because we're all over the spectrum, you know, in regards to what we think, um, you know, some of my family believe in this socialist utopia, others don't me. <laughs> and so we just stay away from the topic completely. Um, it's really hard because I know a lot of people go through the same thing. You know, my mother, she went and got four vaccines, like, and it's like, okay, like I actually have a degree in molecular and cellular biology. I'm telling you not to take it. And she was yeah. like wanting to do what's right. You know, so we're all over the place. Um, we don't talk about politics. It's more birthday, health, kids. That's it. Um, you know, how are the kids doing in school? You know, um, we don't, you have to do that. Because when, even with my daughter, I want to tell her what I'm doing or whatever, my eldest, but she has a clearance. I can't affect that. So in the interest of keeping this kind of tight, 
so that people can review this in the day or two beforehand. Um, fast forwarding. So you were dropped out of the military intelligence and the Navy for some reason, I think is in one of your interviews that I saw. Yeah. Yeah. It's private contracting. I mean, after, mm -hmm. after I went to that room with all those captains, I continued at the library for about a week and then I was shipped out to my first place, Fort Huachuca. And then I went to the DLI and back to Fort Huachuca. Um, then a couple, I, I, I was at um, Fort Gordon, um, Bragg, you know, I just went to various ones where we took like courses. So we were like the civilian or whatever identities they gave us to go there. Even the the instructors weren't all privy to to who everyone really was. It's just, you know, yeah. And and you um I think I think you said it, I think, in an interview. You had you were doing some sort of um um you know, on behalf of the U.S. military, foreign manipulation of machines in Ukraine. Is that true? It wasn't the Did U.S. military. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, it wasn't the U.S. military. It's a private okay. contracting, right? Contract, Because okay. it can't be the U.S. military because then the United States would be held responsible if they got caught. Got it. I mean, I don't know yeah. why people don't understand that. You know, it's like rocket science to some people. You know, you think that the priests and the students that get caught overseas are really priests and students. Let's just be for real, okay? <laughs> so, so again, so what is it about again, Ukraine? What is, what is it about Ukraine? What's like that comes up so often, right? Like, what is what is there that everyone wants? Biden. Well, natural gas, you know. that's number one. Natural gas is number one. But also it's the territory. That's actually the hurting point and the point where they can tackle, you know, the Siberian beast of Russia, right? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, and, and so Ukraine um, was always a controlling factor as to, because Russia was reluctant to do this whole Eurasia thing when they proposed it after we toppled the USSR, they opposed it. I mean, you know, whenever I'd be overseas and because, you know, I would have something called a cosmic clearance when in Europe. So that would allow me to look at NATO documents, anything. So whenever I would be um, off assignment and just like clocking in hours or sitting in a burn room or whatever, um, I would be perusing through documents. Why not? I had the clearance, I could see. And you'll be very surprised, you know, the deals they cut for the Nazis were disgusting. They got amnesty for a lot, right? Um, blaming that it was only Hitler. Moved, knew exactly what they were NASA, doing. Right? Yeah, they moved them into NASA, right? <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, no, a lot of people got amnesty. It's almost, you know, and wow. then when I saw this pandemic amnesty article in Axios, I'm like, no, we're not having the Nazi thing again. Because I had read through all that. Like, I was actually crying at some point reading it, I remember, years ago, right? Because I was like, this is atrocious. Um, but um, that is where they fell with Russia. They fell out with Russia a lot. Russia felt that they needed to keep the, the USSR alive to not be plagued with the ideologies that were penetrated in the West. Uh, that throughout history, you can see help topple civilizations. And out of defense, they decided to instill a more socialist, not because they wanted to be tyrants, but they felt that that was what to protect, what was there to protect them, if that makes sense. Because throughout history, all major empires, Roman and Greek fell the minute they became too liberal and open. And so when you become into that global without dominance, like the Chinese want, right? 
Chinese are expansionists and, yeah. and dominate. And then, you know, the West is more, I just dominate period and every I'm in charge. So, you know, that is why they are so fanciful of, you know, Ukraine. And they were really angry about Crimea. I actually secretly laughed out loud. <laughs> I knew that they were so um so sorry if, if we can drop over to then your history then because hey, this is interesting stuff it gets a little off track because we're talking about secretary of state in ohio but i do want to look at your your background now you after the contracting with, with intelligence or private contractors right yeah. this this experience um you got involved with the trump campaign administration or was it just with general flynn and or bannon I mean, what, what happened there? Because you're connected. I'm like confused because, you know, I see people saying I work for General Flynn. I do not. I don't okay. work for Pat Turner either. No one's my boss. I'm my own boss. So I don't no, even know. No, what that no, is. no. And I'm, I'm just asking now. So like, you know, I thought I saw something like that. So maybe that's wrong. But did you have. So did you just go into social media then? Um, not just because you made a good splash there, I think. Right on social media but you know is that what happened after that till now uh social media presence uh and so forth i presume youtube or for years i've been whistleblowing at, you know from the shadows anonymously uh -huh. it was at the end of 2014 when i was excommunicated by the intelligence community for uh, various things i actually stood up for general flynn and you know that cost me everything because they they figured out it was me Right. Because of that. And not because I, I think that he's like a hundred percent, a million percent, someone that I would die on a sword for. But when I see that someone has a principle, a principle that I would die on the hill for, I'll defend that regardless if I agree with everything else. It might be that one percent, but fair is fair. I may not like you. Right. But I will still fight for you because this is America and that's the right thing to do. So um, after that, I started writing in pen names um, through various big publications. So even Waypo published a lot of my stuff with somebody else's name, HuffPo. Um, and I continued my exposes of corruption. You know, I was very concerned of China buying. Uh, a lot of property near our missile silos in Montana and North Dakota. Um, <clears throat> I was able to relocate there, so that gave me more on the grounds. And in order to be able to weed out and set a couple fires, so that way I can see them spread, you know, I got a couple of U.S. Marshals done in, they're in jail, <laughs> um, you know, sheriffs, uh, and, and, and a lot of filings through the DOJ um, and the FBI throughout my time, which caused me a lot of heartache. You know, I was, I had a whole state go after me completely unconstitutionally. And that's the thing. What's insane, what's insane, I just want to say what's insane is, is that the left, right, pushed all of the narrative. No one actually read the case to see that there was no complaint, no victim, this charity thing. They're saying it. I never did. <laughs> they just made it up and they made it as a statement. And it's like, and it's like, okay, well, if I've done this, show me the complaint and you're more than happy. I'm more than happy to provide this information. They told me from day one, I don't have to show you the complaint. Turns out there was no complaint. So every American there should be thinking, wait a minute, there was no complaint, but they got secret subpoenas, filed a ton of fake stuff. And, and it's a civil suit. You could file what you yeah. want. 
they even violated my hip how much they put like my records for my medical showing that i had cancer like what what person would say that how much was it over a lot what was over a couple grand or what was it no, regarding no, no. how much money was involved three hundred dollars that they're questioning was from my bank account my money that they had three? secretly three hundred they questioned because i told them on the record hey you know this is the account that i use because i've never put an event publicly by myself together yeah so be easier yeah. for me i had a separate account and i was like only the money for ticket sales and paying these performers is going in this and i told them that and they were like oh you spent mcdonald's i was like yeah i was entertaining them but that's my money see this deposit over here of 500 right i moved it from my account and because i had to use that card because my other debit card i had lost it for my private one so i was using that that's yeah. my money and yet they were just hooking on to that and it's like are you and the thing is how did they get those records? Hmm? My bank didn't yeah. even tell me they got subpoenaed. I, how did we so, do that? No criminal complaint, no victim, no monetary loss. And then they're asking me to pay them $25,000 for investigating me unconstitutionally. It's like, yeah, right. You're going to pay that a million more times because the whole state's being sued now. That is on the record unconstitutional. On the record. It's not like I'm making it up. Well, no, not like I'm making well, it you, up. You know, you, you know I, I've done some research into this because when people bring these things up, I try and look at it. And I, I'm like, you know, something doesn't smell right here because this is, you know, like, okay, it's a GoFundMe account. You know, and I didn't know it was under, over some, as small as $300. It was and, the GoFundMe was set up by someone to 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 help do it yeah, because they were yeah. coming after me because it was Trump. And the minute yeah. they started saying, give me your communications. I was like, oh, are you yeah. asking me for that? Because Secret Service is starting to nose around. I'm not giving it yeah. to you. I'll cancel the event, eat egg on my face, rather than you use me to weaponize that against President Trump. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. And so I refunded all the ticket money. I actually lost a few thousand, almost $10,000 in total from that yeah. event. And all I did was try to help. And that that's what sucks. Well, it's it's interesting too because I looked into the you know the whole uh, with Ag Steinahem 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 Stein Wayne Steinahem. He's, a, he's a pedo, you know he is. Well, well, well. The interesting thing is like someone said, oh look at this article, and this article was really about it's actually kind of defending you uh, because it was saying, hey, why is the Ag of North Dakota trying to gag you? Right? He tried to do a, a court gag order on you. Yeah, he's trying to not, not let you use Yes. yes. <laughs> and then and people then are I, referring to some fake ass page made saying, yeah, yeah. oh, you said all these awards. And I was like, do you do yeah. I strike you if someone is stupid enough yeah. to put a page together to be fake, yeah. and make it so stupid that it doesn't make sense? And it looks fake. like yeah. and why would I use my married name? None of my documentation was ever in my married name. And it would have had the correct spelling, too. So I don't know. You know, I also looked at this recently. I know. Do you know that he passed away? The AG? And the, uh, the he, he yeah. killed himself when he was indicted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but here's the other thing. So there's an article I read a couple of articles where there is apparently like one point eight million dollars that's unaccounted for in his rent for his AG office. And then the person who went into who replaced him deleted Wait, all his email. And then no, really, and then they got deleted. Yeah, go ahead. No, he didn't delete it. He didn't delete it. Wrigley went in check this 
but his assistant AGs who also helped with this investigation, mind you, let me, let me point something out to your listeners. I had over 20 AGs investigating me. They had secret subpoenas. They could have nailed me to the wall for a pencil out of place and they didn't find one crime. What does that tell you about me? Hmm? In fact, they observed crimes happening against me and my children for two years and didn't say anything. Okay. Yeah. Now that's a big deal. Everyone should sit back and say that's messed up. I, and when I see people throwing that case in my face, I get really upset. I already, you know, journalists that are coming at me, I'm like, I'm telling you this right now. If you start talking about the variations of names again, that were that those were crimes that happened against me and the person's in jail for 45 years for what they did to me and my children. And so, you know, when I hear people banging that, right, it, you know, and why discredit me like that? I have been through hell. And why? Because I've been fighting for my country. And I have been up against the dirtiest people. And so when this guy kills himself, his assistant and the assistant AGs delete 23 years of Attorney General DOJ emails and no one goes to jail. In fact, the replacement, Wrigley, who's also corrupt, by the way, right? He's part of the good old boy system. Yeah. Delayed it so much that nobody could recover the SQL that was deleted. And then people, you know why they did that? Because I'm suing them. And I already have the email. So does the NSA. So it's time before all of them are locked up. We just have to be, I have to be patient. And this is something that I have to carry with me. And the fact that people are shaming me for something that is completely erroneous and pushed by the leftist media, there's only two reasons they're doing it. One, they're CIA assets and they know exactly what I'm about to torch. Two, they're just paid, hindered people. They're idiots. Well, and, and, and that's really that's really why a lot of why I wanted to do an interview with you because I didn't feel anyone was, I don't know, if sometimes Reddit. patriots were afraid afraid to ask you it. And I think I think you wanted to, you know, you've been wanting to talk about this and I haven't heard yeah. it. No, I, I don't get to listen to every one of your interviews, but I it, listen to some. Hey, I do want to get back and, and we'll wrap up here, I think, a little bit, but I want to understand a couple things and then we'll talk a little more about Ohio. So in that, how did you wind up coming from North Dakota to Ohio and then running for Secretary of State? How did that process happen? So, well, I had started working on Ohio back in 2019 while I was in North Dakota, um, popping open the public utilities, first energy through Enron. And Householder took a little bit of topple because of what Tory did, but he's not the prize, by the way. Hmm. So when when I was made aware of crimes that were happening against my family and I, um, you know, I I made a decision to just leave because the attorney general he weaponized his office so much that they publicized unredacted confessions of crimes that happened against us, which is unheard of. Because, you know, the prosecutor assured us that it would be Jane Doe 1, 2, and 3. And And they released names. That's the names that we should have had. I should have been Jane Doe 1, right? But instead, they released it unredacted and even minor children, too, and put it all over media. And no, just so you understand, the CIs, the ones that wrote the, she's trying to run for mayor, purple heart bullshit, 
the one that did that was the one that distributed in my daughter's school, right? My minor mm. daughter's middle school, unredacted documentation. That goes to show you just how low these people will go. They will harass you for crimes that happen against you because they don't like you, because I say it all the time. And everyone who knows me knows I smile when they say this. I don't play nice with bad people. <laughs> I don't. I don't so, play nice at all. So, um, <laughs> it's a horrific thing. But after everything, after the arraignment, after they assured me that everything would be fine, and, you know, I was in a position where I didn't have any attorney. Every time I would turn to them and say, I, I, I need help. You know, they said it's a conflict of interest. I couldn't find an attorney in North Dakota. And so I had absolutely, I was locked out of my bank accounts. I didn't have anything. Could you imagine how that is? What if something happens to your loved one? You know, I'm just saying, and then suddenly you're not allowed to access your bank account. You can't do this. You can't do that. And they tell you it's a civil matter. And you're like, well, how are we going to eat? They didn't care. And I'm a very proud person. Everybody knows I have rich friends. I didn't even call them, right? Because I was more in shock. I was trying to put my life together. Like, oh my gosh, all this was happening. So um, when the arraignment happened and I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'm taking this little U-Haul, my cat, my kid, you know, and I'm going. Once I, yeah, my daughter came back from her training at Fort Huachuca as well. You know, she came. I situated her there because she was, you know, locked to stay there for another year because the university wouldn't let her transfer. I was thinking of going to New York, but I uh, didn't feel that New York was ideal. And running a couple predictive analytics, it would be necessary to have my skills in Ohio. So I moved to Ohio and I chose Cleveland um, and I love it. I mean, I absolutely love Ohio. I'm from New York. Every time I go to New York, I'm like, ah, you know, can't wait to get back. <laughs> Um, and I actually love Cleveland too. It's a fantastic city. Yeah. If we actually look after it, it is a fantastic city. Um, so that's how I moved here. And um, I wasn't going to run for Secretary of State, right? That was never my intention. But when I saw who was running for Secretary of State, and I look into people, see, a lot of people don't look into people. They just go by, oh, he seems like a nice guy. Everyone hated <laughs> me for what I said about John Adams. No, he got 50000 altogether from Les Wexner. That's a problem for me. Have you interviewed Les Wexner's victims? Have you seen that he got a sweetheart deal to, to throw Epstein under the bus when he was the one that started it? That's where you can tell the character of a man. Okay? Where they're willing to take money. And LaRose, for example, he got 5000 this year, right? From him and 5000 from his wife and then as a pack, whatever, right? More. Does he need it? He raised $2 million. Why didn't he return it? You see, it's all about morals, right? And at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. They're going to deploy this Internet voting, and no one's going to challenge the roads. And John Adams was just set up. Listen to this. He was put in there as a tester <clears throat> and for people to kind of get to know him because LaRose in two years was looking to go for Senate, and they needed a replacement. Yeah. You see how the GOP works? They cast you for the role. They see how much yeah. money you can raise, and then they'll promote you and, you know, tell the people that's who you're voting for because we picked it. And people don't understand <laughs> that about the political sphere. They think that, you know, they actually have a voice. They don't. Your GOP selects who you're going to vote for. So let's let's go to the wrap up here. But let's let's on LaRose because that's who you're running against. That's who people need to either select your tally for or 
or the roses when they go into the ballot box. And we know he's done crazy things, right? Things people never seen in Ohio before. Uh, shutting down the primary election of 2020, uh, splitting the election of 2022. And, you know, whether or not there's some laws that the GA passed uh, and it kind of allowed him to do that, you know, whether it did or not. No, but that's not how it worked. He told them to do it, right? Yeah. That's how it works. As Secretary I'm not not giving him... Yeah, I'm not yeah. giving him a pass. I'm basically saying, like, you know, whether even if, however you want to believe it, whether you believe he had the power, to, they gave him the power to do it, whether whether he told them, whatever, he he it was his choice to actually do it, which was yeah. to break the law, right? <laughs> but but um, so let's uh, let's talk about. I I think right, you want to get back to hand counting methods at the polls, yes, right? Correct. correct. Yeah. Um, here here's the thing. What Frank LaRose, what we're seeing right now is the people that locked you down and got you to lose your job or forced vaccinated you with HIV, right, are the ones that are asking you for their vote, right? They're they're like, give me your vote so I can do this shit to you again. <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line. Give me your vote so I can give you a little bit more tyranny. Now, as far as LaRose... <laughs> The role of the Secretary of State is to keep records and maintain them and ensure businesses that are licensed in Ohio are licensed appropriately, right? Now, this is 2022 and records are all digital. The most atrocious thing that Rose has done is that he boasted about it too, right? He forfeited our data sovereignty. He handed over all our cyber infrastructure to the Department of Homeland Security. That means that the federal government has unfettered access to every piece of Ohioan information for the sake of security, of course. Kind of reminds you of, we're just watching your phone for your protection, of course. We don't need planes coming into (laughs) buildings again, right? So this is the problem that we have. That's the chief complaint that I have. Right. That's the chief complaint. Secondary, he didn't enforce the Ohio Constitution. Let me tell you, if I was secretary of state during the pandemic, I would have been like, hey, did you just fire them for not getting the vaccine? That's against the, uh, the Ohio State Constitution. You're either you're going to pay a fine, you're going to reinstate them or you can't do business here. And that's exactly oh, what, people yeah, should expect. Yeah. No, what people should expect from me is let's pretend that even though I came in 45 days before the election, no one is even recognizing that I'm on the ballot on voter guides, which is ridiculous. I've never seen such, you know, atrocity. I am being slammed by actual conservatives when I am the red wave, right? Right? And, you know, and I'm an independent that couldn't even get ads out until the week before and to certain markets because they were already booked, right? So I'm going against the grain here. Let's say I'm in. The first thing I'm going to tell the press is, I'm telling all the businesses in Ohio that carry the Wexner name. The day I swear in, you're going to get start. You're going to start getting fined for having a pedophile name on any buildings in Ohio. Just because he got a sweetheart deal from the DOJ doesn't mean he's getting it from Ohio. Then the second one I'm going to say is all the businesses that fired people for not getting the vaccine or for not wearing their masks better rehire them and give them back pay because once I'm in office. I will then suspend your license to do business. Yes, Cleveland Clinic, that means you too. Right. That's exactly how we're gonna work. Right? And they're gonna be, and they're gonna sue me, and I'm gonna tell you what, 
the people are going to be behind me because by the time they sue me, everything about Pfizer will be out in the open. I mean, they're already asking for pandemic amnesty. Well, I think the thing that I that would be awesome about that scenario is that Attorney General Dave Yost, who also sat by and did nothing during all this, right. he'd have to defend you, right? <laughs> and if he doesn't, and if he doesn't, then I will hire an outside firm that will. Yeah, yeah. And then I can tell the people, Yost doesn't want to defend your rights, Ohioans. He doesn't want to uphold the Ohio State Constitution. I think you guys yeah. should start collecting signatures to impeach him. And I will say yeah. it as Secretary of State. Yeah. I will not. I don't play nice. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a person that has completely maimed because people like me really do not exist. People have no, no bandwidth to understand operators like myself. And that's the problem. We're we're literally non-existent. So how do you find the boundaries to capture us in that sense? You can't. So, and this is why there's rubbish. I'm stupid. I'm crazy. But I'm the only one in Supreme Court. Where are you? You had a ton of money. You had a ton of time. Right. You had a ton of support, visible support. But I'm getting stuff done while everyone was hating on me. What does that tell you? Maybe you're wrong. I mean, I would just go so, uh, on that on that. I want to wrap up here and give you a chance. Uh, we talked about a lot of things. Um, anything that we didn't talk about and we didn't cover. And then your final words to the voters to say, you know, when you're thinking about voting red, sure. But stop on my name. <laughs> you know, I make sure you vote for you. Go ahead. You're conservative. If you're an actual conservative, I can tell you. Unlike LaRose, I will make sure Planned Parenthood has no presence ever. I am against abortion, right? I was in that position because I was very young. I mean, I have a 22-year-old child, right? I didn't do it. And I'm not going to force someone to not make that choice. Um, but we're not going to allow it in our state to be casual. That's number one, right? Uh, I will ensure that small businesses actually get helping hands. I want to expand the Secretary of State's office presence by creating satellite offices so that small businesses or young entrepreneurs can actually come in and have free classes, you know, with actual retired or even active IRS professionals to walk them through that, you know, because all we do is get a paper and that's it. And for the independents, we'll actually give you guidance on what campaign finance is, what you need to do, how your signatures have to be. We're not just going to tell you, we'll read the statute. You know, we're going to actually walk you through it and hold your hand because that's what we're paid to do. Um, as far as Jobs Ohio, I'm going to request that uh, that entity be dissolved. That was actually funded and seated by um, uh, Frank LaRose's dad while Frank was, um, you know, in the General Assembly. And um, that's actually a private nonprofit by House LaRose. Jobs Ohio actually stands for Jobs Ohio Beverage Services, um, which also has Frank's brother sitting on the board, which is also a World Economic Forum partner. So, uh, uh, so um, identification, I don't believe in voter ID. I believe in free state ID. Voter ID is a very catchy thing, and I want you guys to understand the difference. The left is giving you universal ID through QR codes with your COVID passports. The right is pushing it as voter ID. It's all blockchain QR code IDs. So when they're telling you voter ID, it's a digital ID. It's real ID. And I want everyone to clearly remember that in 2020, when the world was being locked down, what did President Trump say? He said he's suspending real ID until May of 2023. So 
I hope everyone can understand what that means. Because the right is telling you voter ID, they're talking about blockchain ID, it's already on your ballot, and LaRose is supposed to de deploy internet voting. So if you think that LaRose is going to do a better job for you than I, then you deserve exactly what you get. Because I'm not going to be affected by it. But your children are, right? And you are. And why won't I be affected? Because I'm not going to be here. I will move to a state. If you want to set rules to your state and you want to save your community, I am your chance. I mean, you've been voting red and blue for 100 years. How's that working? So <laughs> I will ensure that our votes are tech-free to make sure that our voices are heard no matter if they like your voice or not, right? I've already established that, you know, nationwide that now you as an independent can run for office because it will be encoded within the Supreme Court of the United States law. And as Secretary of State, the other thing we're going to do is 23, 2023 elections will be fun because they'll be the first ones in Ohio where corporations aren't allowed to fund any of the candidates. That includes PACs. So we can all say bye to the red and the blue cages because I'm going to force that. Now, a lot of people could say, can you do that? I don't know. I mean, LaRose just made a police force. So I don't know how he did that. So I guess I could do this, right? Since I'm the chief elections person, I could say no more corporate donations in the state of Ohio. Done. And then you're going to see real people running for office. We're going to see real change, real mayors, real councilmen, real sheriffs, real everything. And it's going to be paper ballots. So there's no cheating. And not only that, I have paper ballots that have anti-counterfeit technology, the same you find in your dollar. You swipe a pen and you could check the authenticity of your dollar, but you can't of your ballot. So um, these are the things that I want to do, right? Um, but I've already won because I've at least paved the way for the rest of the nation and the states that may be more receptive to breaking out and voting common sense, like Donald Trump said, um, that they get that opportunity too. People are starting to realize, you know, it's your choice, Ohio. You want a red cage? You vote LaRose. You want a blue cage? You vote Clark. You want no cage? You vote for Maris. Because your vote is your voice and your vote matters. So does your voice. So um, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. You know, I don't know how this is going to go, but I could tell you if we win, we're an independent, unseating an incumbent <laughs> with all that stacked against her. That's the biggest virtual middle finger to the whole nationwide establishment. It will drive them insane. And I think that if if, if that actually happened and on the analytics, they will fight me. They will yeah. start attacking me viciously just because if I win. And, and I'm assuming that on a good thing, the outcome should be 37, 35, 28. Um, and that's if people actually vote with common sense. So we'll see. Um, there's no dilution of votes. The left is voting for me. It's the right that's the problem. <laughs> well, with that, um, Tori, thanks so much for this opportunity. I'm glad that we got this chance to talk. I uh, wasn't sure if we were going to be able to make it happen, but um, we'll have this up soon. And God bless you and everything that you're doing. Thank and you. And God I bless this campaign. And, and tell people, you know, not to be worried about writing in people. God's got us. If he's with us, who could be against us? Amen. <laughs>